I can hear us. Yeah. Guess what? What? It's Salty Witch Wednesday. Yes. <laughs> we have been attempting to record for hours. Yes. Um, so yeah, it's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> we'll get there. Yep. <laughs> Go lay down. Baby. We will make it. Yeah. So aside from technology struggles, well, um, yeah, so salty. It's cold. I don't like that. I don't like that either. I don't like that. Mm-mm. Not so, a yeah. fan. So that's happening to us here in Indiana. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So cold. It's cold. It's dumb. It's dark. I hate it. Yes. I like the sun. It's the beginning of the gray so season. So funny that we're discovering the moon. Here comes the moon. <laughs> the moon. Here comes the moon. <laughs> yeah. So it's taken us so long to start recording today that we went from coffee. I have moved from coffee to vodka. I'm just trying not to move. Mecca don't feel good. Um, Dunkin' Donuts fucking sucks. I will never, ever go back there. Like, I learned my lesson a few years ago, and then I was like, maybe they've changed. No. It still tastes like a six-year-old made coffee. I don't understand. Every time I go to uh, get coffee, Starbucks is right across the street, they always have a line, like, wrapped around their building, Dunkin' Donut. But why, though? It's for people who don't like coffee. It's terrible. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't get it. They're like, I don't like coffee. That Starbucks is too strong because it's fucking coffee. It's real coffee. Like, this is sugar. I ordered a latte, and then I looked up why you were fixing everything. I was like, why does this taste gross? What's in it? It's because their lattes are fucking iced coffee with milk added. Uh, That's just an iced coffee with milk added. Yes. It mm. was very sweet. Yeah, I even added a shot of es- an extra shot of espresso, thinking there was already espresso in it. There was none. I can't imagine getting one without any espresso. What does that taste like? Gross. A, a milky iced coffee? Uh, yeah, it's real gross. I'm like, this is, it's hot. We got a hot blend, but like it was just, it's just milk added to coffee. I'm like, my coffee at home is stronger than that. I obviously don't put a cup of milk in my coffee, but like, it was just gross. Like, I don't understand. Like, Dunkin', people run on Dunkin' or whatever the fuck. That, what? America runs how are Dunkin'. they run, how are they running with no caffeine on sugar? They <laughs> yes. run for like five minutes. They're on and a then sugar they, high. And then they fall asleep. Crash. <sighs> Pissing me the fuck off. Um, yeah. We want people to take our uteruses and ovaries away. Yes, please. Take them away. We don't need them. Fuck them. Fuck them ovaries. I'll never get my period because of my wonderful birth control that I have to control my periods. That's the only reason I fucking have it, to be honest. I also don't like crotch goblins, but like... It's because we're synced up now. I'm sorry. You're also on your period? God damn it, Mecca. It just yesterday. But I don't get my period. I get my period like once a year. This is like the third time. Like, what is happening? It's fine. So yeah, take them away. We don't want them. We don't need them. We don't want them. They're causing us issues. They're causing Mecca more issues than me, but like I'm also very salty about the issues that we've been having today because fucking iCloud. Yeah. I don't Google Useless. Drive gives me no problems whatsoever. I've never had problems with my Google Drive. Right. I am loyal to my brand. I have an iPad, an iPhone, a Mac. I yep. and it won't it's not no. it's not doing the thing. It's not making me happy. How much is how much did fifty gigs of storage cost? I'm just curious. Ninety nine cents a month. Okay. It's not terrible. For I think it was two ninety nine, I can go up to like two hundred. Dang! For two dollars, you can get two terabytes with Google. I think I'm gonna switch over. Cause also while I was doing that, I don't know if you noticed, but it, on my computer it prompted me mm-hmm. to download Google Sync for my Google Drive. Mm-hmm. Got it all done. Mm-hmm. Got it downloaded, and they were like, "This app is no longer supported." Of course it's not. So I gotta figure out. How what is now supported to do that thing because I'm sure there is one. I have it on my iMac so I imagine there's it's still it must have just like transferred over to mm-hmm. yeah. that's dumb. Anything else that makes you salty? <sighs> the list is long. My neighbors are pissing me off. Alright let's hear My thing. neighbors are all fine. They're all like my age or older typically so like there might be kids but they're like people my age that just have you know five year old mm-hmm. crotch goblins they're fine they play in the street they ride their bikes whatever I live on not a dead end, but kind of a dead end road, so it's like quiet. Or my neighbors are all retired, also quiet, also keep their lawns up. Even the people with kids usually have okay looking lawns. They have toys all over them, but like to be expected. 
Then my neighbor two doors down decided that his daughter and Ooh, his, I was gonna ask you about this. Oh, and his daughter's boyfriend slash baby daddy slash husband, I'm not actually sure. Mm-hmm. Two people who also don't have jobs, living with a man who doesn't have a job, move in. That's fine, whatever. So they have a like a U-Haul trailer thing comes, they down they download, no, they un they unload all their shit to They his download house. the U-Haul. They download the U-Haul. Then cars start to appear. So this is started about three months ago. Cars start to appear. Now we're up to five cars that just sit in front of his house and then also across the street. I don't really I don't think they know that's also our neighbor's yard. That's not like just some Free random yard. grass beside the like that's someone's yard. And I'm like, the fuck? And they're always all five of them are disassembled. None of them work. None of them move anywhere. At all hours of the night, it's like sawing, like he's sawing off a door. The most work he's done is he either painted or had someone paint the Joker on one of the hoods for one of the SUVs. And I'm like, sir, this car doesn't run. Why does it need to look like more of a clown show than it already is? Like, I don't understand. Oh, my God. What about the the neighbor with the yard that he's parking in? Are they I don't know. Because Jason, my neighbor across, Jason, whatever, he does not like that. Like, he told us when we moved in, not... Not pointed towards us, but was like, yeah, I had some issues with some neighbors before because they wanted to put park in my yard, you know, just so you know. He's like, I don't care if you guys do, but, like, it's my yard. He's like, I'm like, yeah, of course. I'll let you know if we ever need to, but we have two driveways. We don't need to park in your yard. So I know he does not like that, but I also know he has had issues with this neighbor whose children now moved in. And so I think I'm going to be like, hey, do you not know that's someone's yard that you're ruining and he, that guy, Jason mows his yard, like, religiously yeah. all the damn time. So, like... Get your cars on blocks out of his yard. Correct. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. It just... The noise pisses me off. They're pebble people. Like, I oh, don't... God. Like, quit smoking the pebbles and go get out of here. Whoever their neighbors were before, they have to be, like, rejoicing that they're no longer their neighbors. Ugh. I don't get it. I just remember when you first started talking about them coming around and that the guy who owned the house wasn't there and yeah. stuff. And I'm like, did they squat in here? Like, are they now, like, owners of the house because they squatted? I like, was like, and I knew they were, I knew the daughter was, that the daughter was one of them. And, like, I haven't, I still haven't seen her in, like, ever. And I work at home. So yeah. Like, I'm hard, like, me being here is usually the most time I'm not home. So I'm like, <laughs> where is she? Because he's the only one here. Sounds like a investigation discovery channel thing. I, listen, I've turned into a full-blown Karen. I call and report it to codes every day now. I'm over it. They've driven by three times. I'm super nervous to get neighbors back again. Yeah. Yeah. I, so the house across yeah. our parking lot has been empty since we moved in. It was for sale at the same time. There's somebody now buying it, restoring it, all the things. She's not over there very often, and that'll be fine. But the house across the street used to be super sketch. Mm-hmm. They've been working on it pretty nonstop for a couple months to probably mm-hmm. get it done before winter. Um, but, like, the people that they had rented it to before uh, were not very fun neighbors to have. Mm-hmm. See, I cannot wait to get my fence. Yeah, for sure. Good fences make good neighbors. <sighs> tall fences make good neighbors. Tall fences make the best neighbors. <laughs> I need extra tall. I need yes. double privacy fence yes. all the way up. 16 feet of walls. I want to be yes. alone. I mean, we're fucking salty. We're salty we about everything. Salty. You know what I'm not salty about? Hmm. I'm actually pretty happy about this. We got a like a truckload of mums for $2 a piece yesterday, and I feel like it made my whole week. And 200 pounds of pumpkins. And 200 pounds of pumpkins. Yep. Like, we had a fun day. We went to Ikea. Yes. We had delicious-ass food. Uh, also, Ikea had zero of the things we wanted. But we both came home with two carts full. <laughs> yeah. Because when someone at Ikea is like, do you want a cart? The answer is no. Always say no. But if the answer is no, it does, you're just going to end up walking you're around with shit in your hand. You're going to walk around, mm-hmm. get the bag out of the purse. Halfway through at the restaurant, you're going to grab a cart anyway, which is what we did. We had bought zero things. We had already gotten through the whole first half of we Ikea did. We went zero pee. things. And at peeing, we were like, we need a cart. We passed the carts, and I was like, do we need this? And we're like, I don't know. No, probably not. Maybe. Why Let's not? just grab one. And yeah. then it was very full. Bucket. Downhill from there. All very full. Like, very we left full. the checkout with two carts because we should have gotten two carts to begin with. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I mean, I put and I put everything together when I got home last night. I, oh, same. I know that you knew that because I kept sending you photos. But like, <laughs> I was so excited. <laughs> this is one of my prize purchases from yes. Ikea yesterday. Fucking love Ikea blanket. Yeah. I don't know why. All my new throw pillows. Like, yeah. I'm feeling very, um, 
like I'm nesting. Put together. Yeah, yeah. Very put together. I get that. I totally get that. I had to bring in all my plants last night because it's getting fucking cold. And it was like the first frost. frost. And I was like, God damn it. So I had to bring in all my house plants. They're normally inside anyway. But through the summer of my plants being outside, I idiotically have filled said empty locations with things. Because I'm an things idiot. Things and new plants. Mm-hmm. And then I had to bring in the plants <laughs> and put them back in their home. And they have a very particular home because my cats will just chew on them. So they have a home where my cats can't get to. Um, so they have to go back under my TV. I'm like, crap. So I cleared it all up, which is like all my Halloween stuff and my little decorative pumpkins and stuff. They found new homes. They're like in my entryway. It's fine. But in the winter, there's just my my surfaces are more full than they are in the summer, which is okay. It gets cozier, I guess. And I don't like... I'm not a big dumper of things onto surfaces yes. anyway, so I just like to have empty surfaces. I'm not either. Yeah. I like to have empty surfaces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been decorating my house for Halloween. Yes. It's oh. all not going to come together until Halloween night. It's but so like, cool. There's fucking clowns everywhere. We're going to have it. to post some of my killer clowns on our page. I also made a life-size Georgie from It, and that's real creepy, standing on my balcony. <laughs> looking in at me when I come out of the bedroom like ah, there's yeah. somebody on the balcony so awesome little kid like scaled your house <laughs> I love this so much yeah anything else before no. we get okay I think we're good we cover the moon we're talking about the moon hell yeah the moon's my favorite part of um the sky cause daylight sucks <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here like no I love the sun Mecca's like that's fine <laughs> I could be up all night, every night. It could be dark 24-7. I think I could move to Alaska. I was going to ask you if you could do that. I could not. I would be really depressed all the time and angry Mm -hmm. because it's cold. We could move there because of less people and just buy a tanning bed so we get the vitamin D. Yeah, I would need like a fake sunroom. Yeah, we could do that. Some UV lamps or something. I need my UV. in Broad City where she's got her foil thing and her sun <laughs> oh man, I love it. Um, so I was out shopping on s- Saturday um, and just happened to find this book called Moon Magic. Yes. And I was like, that's mine. <laughs> um, so I took a lot. So obviously, internet, like things I wanted to cover with the moon, and then some stuff from this book, which is called Moon Magic. Um, it's by Diane Alquist. Um, it's a lot of things I didn't need. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that, I mean, it, basically as we go through this, everything goes to the moon. So you can literally cover anything and then include the moon in it, which is really cool. Um, but it made this book like half repetitive. Yeah. Which was sense. fine. But this book is good. I think it's really good. It's broken down a lot. So if you're looking for something specific, um, the chapters are like broken down. Oh, that's cool. And they're not very long. Like it has, I mean, they look really long because of how they're broken down, but there's 21 chapters they're very broken down and the back eighth of this book is all recipes oh cool and then there's a like a glossary like an index so if you're looking for something specific um the back of the book even has an index so it's a good book i like it i found it at bargain bin or not bargain bin five below oh okay yeah so i bought it for five bucks and it's not it's a I'm happy to add it to my collection, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I read the whole thing in, like, one night. <laughs> I knew you were reading something. Yeah. So, I'm really excited about that. And then, um, Mecca bought us our planners. She buys us these every year. Yes. Um, it's a witch's date book. They always look pretty much the same. Um, uh, Lou Wellens, date, yes. witch's date book. And so, I have the 2021 one I was looking at. Um, sometimes I look at it just for... I don't know, things to pay attention to, things I might have forgotten about, other traditions I'm just unaware of or haven't really given much thought to. Um, so I use this a tiny bit, just looking at different notes, because mm-hmm. um, as she writes this um, plan, it's a planner, has you can use it as your like daily planner. Um, she'll have little like notes or tips or things to keep in mind or just random things she wants to talk about. So like, well, this is a recipe for zucchini muffins, but this page is um, talking about the hazel moon. So I'm like, it's just very different um, things, and that's why I use this a little bit too, and and just the internet in general. I usually use that one to do because it's got a very good like um, the moon cycles, everything yeah. is very clearly marked. Yeah. It. So 
if you are just starting out and wanting to practice things but you don't know what you're doing that's a great reference because you get like the holidays labeled it is everything's really nice and then it should give you random notes like here on may monday may 3rd it says bronze resonates with music and sound magic so it just gives you little tips sundays it's like pay attention to the color orange it will show you blah 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 this one says use a skull candle to read thoughts that influence minds for vision and insight look at look to eagles Zinc defends against light-based magic. So, like, it like it might not have to do with the day specifically, but, like, she just, like, sprinkles in, like, randomness. I really like it. It's like I jump jiffing it. Like, oh, that sounds interesting. Let yeah. me look at that more. I like that. I like it for that a lot. But, yeah. What do you want to cover first? I've got so many. I don't, I, I don't know. You go ahead. I'll just... Our notes will... Our notes this episode will overlap. I'm foreseeing it to be sort of a short episode. Probably. Ignore our intro because it's already taken 20 minutes. Every, all of our stuff will overlap. And so we'll kind of jump around. Um, so the first thing I actually looked up were um, myths about the moon. Oh. I did not. I think I read some but didn't pay any attention to them. So. There were like a very clear list. Um, so just for reference, moon magic is associated with the moon. There is a belief common to many cultures that working rituals at the time of different phases of the moon can bring about physical or psychological change or transformation so there's that um like anything you do you can use the moon as an asset to anything yeah Yeah. it can like it's like um i mean i have meditation highlighter it's like it makes it stronger it's like manifesting yeah so just like paint and like using it to highlight or magnify what you're doing perfect yeah so the first one is um, it talked about blue moon. Okay. A blue moon. Um, a blue moon is an additional full moon that appears in a subdivision of a year. The third or four full moons is in a season. Mm-hmm. Uh, the phrase in modern usage has nothing to do with the actual color of the moon, although sometimes it can appear visually blue. Mm-hmm. And the next myth it talked about drawing down the moon. Um, it's also known as drawing down the goddess. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the central ritual in many contemporary Wiccan traditions. During the ritual, a coven's high priestess enters a trance and requests that the goddess or triple goddess symbolized by the moon enter her body and speak through her. The high priestess may be aided by the high priest who invokes the spirit of the goddess during her trance, the goddess speaks through the high priestess. Fascinating. So it's like a medium. We're talking about myths, though, still? Yeah, it's in the myths. It's in, like, things you would read about it. So this is a very common one to think, like, anytime you hear somebody about drawing down the moon. Yeah. The drawing down of the moon derives from Vangelo. In this poem, defining the drawing down of the moon is written, and this has been used as a basis for drawing down the moon, by various Wiccan groups. The practice forms part of uh, both Gardnerian and Cochranian rites. Uh, the practice is also reference, referenced in Reginald Scott's The Discovery of Witchcraft. That's interesting because Gardnerian, like the witch practice of Gardnerian witchcraft, is like not that old. So that's interesting that they, because a lot of the you know um cultures that use it are very old cultures Mm -hmm. that that's where that's coming from now it's not common that it's like a new yeah i huh this was all in um there's a whole wiki about myths about the moon Mm -hmm. and it was all in there i did like one for like a little blurb for each one that they had Mm. um it says, through a number of Wiccan traditions may practice a variation of ritual, the modern form likely originated Gardnerian Wicca and is considered a central element of Gardnerian and uh, Alexandrian Wiccan ceremonies. Mm-hmm. During the modern rite, the high priestess may recite the charge of the goddess, a text based in a mixture of writings by Gerald Gardner and Alistair Crawley. Though now it's often used in its recension by Doreen Valiente, high priestess in the Gardnerian tradition. Yeah, I covered them in our types of witches pretty mm-hmm. heavily just because they were two dudes that basically stole Wiccan culture, made their own Wicca, and then Alexandrian stole it from Gard- Gardner. So, like, they're not, they did not work together. One came before the other one, but 
That's interesting. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. They would just steal it from somebody else. Always. Yeah. I have a myth that made me mad. Okay. Like a like a incorrect myth. Okay. Um, which was I didn't even write it down. Um, people using um, cultures not so cultures believing the moon held magic or was controlled by a god or goddess. I'm not talking about that as a myth, but when um, Columbus came to the to North America, he basically figured that out that they were they held the belief that the moon was controlled and they gave an offering. A god then gave them light, gave them heat, gave them whatever. Um, and so there was very, like, a transactional understanding between these tribes and these cultures that they gave an offering and then they were blessed with XYZ. So he used that basically to, like, steal land. So he basically, he, um, so Christopher Columbus obviously used astronomy. Um, so he knew the mm-hmm. cycles of the moon and how to follow this. He knew a new moon was coming. The moon was going to go away for a day or two. A night or two so he used that to tell them that god was mad at them um and that um he was mad at them because they they disagreed or didn't want to come in an agreement on what christopher columbus was trying to get them to agree on mm. um and so in that time convincing the moon was not going to come back because this god was so pissed um and that they should agree so they finally gave in and agreed and he was like per and then obviously, obviously the next night the moon started to come back yeah, because it's a cycle, and um, that's how. Yeah, so it just He's pissed. So gross. It pissed me off like a lot. I didn't even write it down, but I remembered it because it made me so angry. <laughs> so mad. Yeah. So the Great Moon Hoax was the next one that came up. Okay. Um, it refers to a series of six articles that were published in The Sun, a New York newspaper, beginning in August of 1835 about the supposed discovery of life and even a civilization on the moon. The discoveries were falsely attributed to Sir John Herschel, one of the best-known astronomers of all time. Hmm. But they took these six articles and, I guess, had many people believing there was a civilization on the moon. That's the great moon hoax. Perfect. Mm -hmm. So a myth. Yeah, okay, got it, got it. Yep, yep, yep. Interesting. Then the next one, the hollow moon hypothesis or spaceship moon Mm -hmm. hypothesis, uh, proposes that Earth's moon is either wholly hollow or otherwise contains a substantial interior space. So no scientific evidence exists to support this idea, much like flat earthers. Um, Seismic observations and other data collected since spacecraft began to orbit or land on the moon indicate that it has a thin crust, extensive mantle, uh, and small dense core. Although overall it is much less dense than the Earth. The hollow moon concept is similar to better known hollow Earth hypothesis, which was a recurring plot device in pre-space flight science fiction movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first discussion of hollow Earth was by scientist Edmund Haley in 1692, while the first publication to mention hollow moon was not until H.G. Wells' novel The First Men in the Moon. Hmm. I have more facts about the moon that are just not... Let's hear it. Um, ...witchcraft-related. I mean, not not on the surface level. Um, so, like, obvious moon effects, or obvious effects of the moon is, like, climate affecting the Earth's tilt, um, the, the um, how quickly the Earth spins, basically, and how quickly um, the tilt of the Earth is affected, basically, and then light cues for animals. Okay. Um, it does affect sleep patterns, so there's been a study... <laughs> Um, in 2014, there was a full moon study um, that the moon actually does. The full moon actually does affect like sleep patterns in people. So it takes longer to get to REM sleep in your REM cycle. Um, so it will. You're basically just awake more and more often, like during your sleep time, or it takes you longer to get to sleep. Um, and your you actually lose melatonin. People lost five to fifteen minutes um, of sleep on average on a full moon night. Isn't that fascinating? That is fascinating. Yeah. Right? Um, and then uh, talking about blue light, so blue light from the moon obviously affects your sleep. So if you sleep in direct sunlight or want to sleep outside under the stars and the moon, you're probably going to get less sleep just based on the fact of blue light. So yeah. just like your phone gives off or your your computer or whatever, obviously there's blue light glasses and stuff. Like it's not good for you. It's fucking up your REM cycle. Yeah. But that's what um, – blue light is actually what gives cues to animals. It's not necessarily that there's light at night, but it's that – 
blue light that's telling them basically it's nighttime. It affects nocturnal animals obviously a lot more. Um, But yeah, blue light from the moon is not good for you. It'll give you worse sleep. So um, I like sleeping with my windows open because I like waking up with the sun. and so I don't, I don't, I don't think I sleep that close to my window anyway. That the the moon actually, and if it is, there's like 15 minutes where it's shining directly into my window, if yeah. at all. Um, and then after that, it's gone. Um, and it's the first part of the night, so I don't think it affects me too terribly. But keep that in mind. Um, and then it also affects fertility because fertility is affected by melatonin. And so the less melatonin you have, the less fertile that you can be or are interesting that was really interesting i didn't know that yeah me either i was like so in a way the moon can affect your fertility but because it affects your melatonin amount in your brain Hmm. and i was like interesting so people like having sex on certain moon cycles to get pregnant like i'm sure there's truth to it right yeah there's truth to it so like i don't know i thought it was always like oh jump backwards and whatever the folklore stuff is yeah i was like interesting so that's all i have on like scientific type of stuff that how the moon actually affects us or animals or like plant life because i i actually read into some of that and most of the things are always like not scientifically proven Mm -hmm. this isn't scientifically proven it's just not okay Mm -hmm. yeah those are the ones where there was actually like studies done or you know or it's common sense in the scientific community because like blue light does affect you it has a negative effect on like your falling asleep ability because uh, it keeps you awake. So I also have my own theory kind of on that. It's mm-hmm. not just the light. I would assume that because of, like I said, the human body is 80% mm-hmm. water. The water and tide is pulled by the moon. Mm-hmm. It would make sense that it would affect you in some way. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Like in a cycle. Yeah. That makes sense. In my head, anyway, it makes yeah. sense. Um, the, uh, the next thing I have mm-hmm. is um, K2. No idea. It's K-E-T-U. Okay. Uh, it is the descending south lunar node in Vedic or Hindu astrology. Okay. According to accounts in Hinduism, K2 belongs uh, to Jamini Gorta, Gotra. Yeah. Whereas Rehu is from uh, Petinasa Gorta. Hence, the two are entirely different entities uh, with distinct characteristics, referred to as the shadow planet. It is believed to have a tremendous impact on human lives and also whole creation. In some special circumstances, it helps someone achieve the zenith of fame. K2 is often depicted with a gem or star on his head, signifying a mystery light. Um, K2 rules the Scorpio zodiac sign together with Mangala Hmm. in Hinduism. Astronomically, Rahu and K2 denote points of intersection of the paths of the sun and the moon as they move on their celestial sphere. Um, They don't correspond to a physical planet, therefore Rahu and K2 are respectively called the north and south lunar nodes. The fact that eclipses occur when the sun and the moon are at one of these points gives rise to the understanding of swallowing the sun and the moon by the snake. Um, K2 is responsible for causing the eclipse of the moon. Fascinating. Okay. Mm -hmm. So one short thing I covered was like how to make moon water. Yeah. Um, So moon water, you'll, I mean, uses for it, spells, manifestations, ritualistic baths, cleansing sprays you can scry like by pouring moon water into a really dark bowl Mm -hmm. um watering plants using it for coffee or tea and glamour spells use it on your face for cleaning for cleaning your face specifically um so to make moon water you're going to choose your bottle um typically it's glass is the easiest way to keep it with something that either it's a cork or a screw-on method that's going to keep it um contained or free of other debris you know um, and you want to cleanse that bottle. So choose a bottle, cleanse it, however you choose to cleanse your bottles. Um, you're going to fill it with filtered water. I say filtered water regardless because I keep my moon water for certain things. So I have moon, I have probably like seven jar, separate different moon waters in my house right now. Um, they're all labeled, so I know what moon they were from. Okay. Um, and so I would recommend filtered water because my, my water is not going to grow mold or, you know what I mean? Like, right. because of something that's in your tap water that's had time to ferment in a closed bottle. Um, so I always use filtered water. Just, you can use out of a bottle, like a water bottle you would drink out of. I have filtered like in my, just my refrigerator. So I just use that. Um, so I would use filtered water for sure. 
um, optional. Um, uh, da, 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 da. You can add water-safe crystals if you're trying to manifest something specific or use that water for something specific. You can add water-safe crystals to it if you'd like, uh, and or and or put intentions in the water. So you can speak intentions into the water. Um, you can write them and place something in the water if you want. Um, with the filtered water uh, scenario, I would speak it into the water um, and not sense. put anything in with crystals too. I wouldn't put anything in there, but that's totally up to you and what you're going to use it for too. Um, you're going to place it in the moonlight overnight. Um, I think one miss and then remove it whenever. Like sometimes it's just when I remember that it's out there. I'm like, oh yeah, there's moonlight outside. I need to go get it from my yard. Um, you're going to put it somewhere where it gets the hopefully moonlight all night, if not like the the most you can. Mm -hmm. um, one misconception is that you have to remove it before daylight, before sun touches it, oh. which is silly because the light from the moon is from the sun. Right. The sun is not the moon is not lighting your water or the ground. That's the sun. It's the so sun like yeah, it's just a, yeah, it's just a common misconception that like remove for the sunlight hits them like sunlight's been hitting it all night the whole entire time. <laughs> um, so if you don't, you're you're gonna I forget it. You're gonna forget it. Especially sometimes the full moon is like I got to go to work. So like I'm yeah. not be like let me go to my backyard and then like no, it's just it's not gonna happen. So um, that's how you make moon water. And again, you can use it in pretty much anything. Um, and like we said in the beginning, the moon just adds to everything. So if you're using a spell use the moon use moon water if you're taking a bath add moon water if you're you know a ritual yeah. bath um you can use it in spells Clen cleansing sprays i have a couple of cleansing sprays that i mix up in my house and i've used moon water with them mm -hmm. so I, I, I like that so you can really use it like anywhere that. but that's how you make moon water it's easy <laughs> cleansing spray. i like that yeah i have manifesting knife. how to use the moon for manifesting okay um so basically the state the cycles of the moon the phases of the moon so a new moon is best for like dreaming so like just kind of like open-ended let your mind run free um your waxing crescent you're going to want to use that for planning in your manifestation phases i would guess too um the first quarter um really for patience so you've planned something just wait take a breath like it's not going to happen overnight um your waxing gibbous you're going to use for action Full moon for celebrating the thing that came to fruition. Um, you're waning. You're going to be gathering things. So if you succeeded in something, gather the things that you manifested. Collect the things that you were doing. So you know what I mean? If this, if your manifestation was selling art and you sold all the art, go get your money from your art sales. You know what I mean? Like whatever mm -hmm. you were doing. Um, the last quarter is for learning. So learning what happened, letting go of what no longer serves you or what didn't work, which is fine. Um, and then your waning crescent is basically just for rest or reflection. So just thinking about what happened, what you want to do the next full moon, that kind of thing. And really just focusing on the present and not yet the next manifestation to be or whatever. So, um, yeah, that's how you'd use the moon for manifesting. So I, th I guess this kind of goes together. Um, as far as astrology goes, you also have moon signs, not just like zodiac mm -hmm. signs. Which is your sun sign. Um, and uh, I did ours. Okay. I did not have your time of birth, mm -hmm. nor do I have my own time of birth. So it's funny that one of ours overlap, and then we have one on either side that's different, but both of our birthdays happened on a change. Mm -hmm. So the time will tell us which of the ones is more accurate. I swear I do my birth chart like once a month. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter because I always forget it. So yours I had as a Leo. Um, but the one that we share that happened on the same day um, is Virgo. What sign is that? Virgo is an earth sign and so pertains to tangible or physical things. It is also known as a mutable sign, which infers a need for variety and change. When practicality and change are brought together, the principle of refinement is found. Um, born with the moon in Virgo, you are likely to have an innate need to improve or refine the circumstances around you. Combining practical know-how and the analytical quality necessary to achieve specific results. Um, it's a sign of service. You are likely to find you have an innate need to nurture yourself and others through offering practical service in everyday ways. Uh, Virgo's off also the sign of humility. You may be quite happy working behind the scenes, adding your considerable talent for organization to whatever you are involved in. 
um, and happy to be of service, uh, often asking nothing in return. Structure and routine is good for you. Yeah, I've got your Leo in here too. Did you look up all the things? Mm-hmm. I do think that because a change happened on both of our days, mm -hmm. we share some of that with that Virgo that I was talking about. I think that there's a lot of that that we share. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that we are both like our individual ones too. But what does your moon sign tell you about you? Because like, what does what does that house tell you? Like, what does that control? Does so, that um, your like moon sign I'm describes your instinctive or emotional energies, your innate reactions and the things you need to feel comfortable or secure. It can reveal your emotional, energetic, and intuitive makeup, whilst your sun sign describes qualities you are learning to develop and become. Your moon in whatever describes who you already are. Okay. So, so your moon sign tells you more about how to take care of yourself as is. Like, it's the stuff that you have. And so personality traits. The breakdown I have is, like, your sun is about you, your moon is about your heart. Yes. Your rising is about how you look. Mercury is about how you think. Venus, how you love. Mars is how you deal with life. Jupiter is about your luck. Saturn is about how you discipline yourself and responsibilities. And there's like a whole breakdown of more than that, but I'm not going further. Mm -hmm. In astrology, if you're a cusper, you likely have characteristics. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm like, I don't have my Virgo. I have Lilith is my Virgo, but like, that's it. Okay. No, Virgo is our shared moon sign that we likely have things from. I got you. Um, because we were both born on cusp days, mine was coming out of Virgo, yours was going into Virgo. I see what you're saying. Astrology's hard, you guys. This is why I don't it follow is. It it astrology. Is. And but I also don't like inconsistencies. So Virgo's our cusp sign. Okay. Uh, for your particular time of birth, yes, you are Leo. That's okay. what I have. Okay. And for my particular time that I think I was born. Yeah. I'm a Libra. Okay. In the moon. Okay. Sign. Huh. Mm -hmm. All right. My head will never be wrapped around this. I've been, try <laughs> I've been trying since I was 13. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Do your birth chart, you guys. It's super easy. Um, I do mine. Whenever I do, there's a, it's like the first like website that comes up to do your birth chart. Um, it's super easy and it's a giant breakdown like if you want to go deep it will give you deep but like the first like two pages is like normal surface level so to give you um your it'll give you your signs it'll also tell you what house of those signs it is in um it'll tell you um and it'll give you breakdown so it doesn't just give you like um a, um a chart yeah. It'll also like break that chart down for you so you know what each of those things mean specifically for you. Everything's in perspective per in the context of me being a Scorpio, which is really cool. So it'll break it down not just like this is what this moon sign means. So is that something that like you put in your birthday, your name, and time? where you were born and your time? Where? Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we, that's it. We can post this. Link. Oh, yeah, for we'll sure. Post the link. It's so easy and it's so much information. And just like that's tailored. So it's not just like a moon sign in Virgo means this. It's I, like, no, no, no. A moon sign with a sun sign of Scorpio means this. I think that that is where I got our moon signs from because mm -hmm. I was able to, I put in our stuff just like that. But yes. I was only searching on the tab that was moon signs. Oh. So like you can go in and it breaks all that down. That's where I got all that highlighted information. Huh. Yeah, it, um, yeah, I don't, you shouldn't have to open anything, hopefully. It's just, like, you just keep scrolling. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I, I really liked it a lot. It was really cool. Um, but, yeah. I don't know. I think that's why I don't, I've never learned astrology that well, because I don't like conflicting, and, yeah. like, depending on who you talk to, they're like, no, 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 it means this. I'm like, okay, I, I'm over this. Yeah, because, well... Also, it goes back into now if they are going to consider the 13th sign of Fucus, then is there a 13th moon sign there would right. have to be? Right. Like, it would change everything. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I believe the version you like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, if you're going to be believing in a version, mm -hmm. try to do the same one. Right. Oh, so that it's makes consistent. sense. I think that's why it's hard. Like, I don't know enough about it to learn about it, but I can't learn about it because nothing is consistent for me to be like this is the thing like I don't know and so like I just, the moon it changes so like it. our birthday on a different year might be in a different moon sign yes completely yeah. um 
And they will change like that all the time. Like the full moon's never on the 15th of each month. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it doesn't. So it makes sense. So your moon sign will definitely, probably, it would change if you had changed the date. Your sun sign would not. Correct. So. Hmm. That's interesting. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the moons broken down with, um, in the, within the lens of Native American or indigenous people, what the moons are called or were called and why they were called that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is taken from what would be like our closest history of like the moon and how the moons were named. Mm-hmm. Um, so for January we have the wolf moon. Um, it's old. So I'll have, I'll cover the current name and what the old name is and what it might not be called anymore, but you might've seen it. So the wolf moon also called the old moon or the moon after Yule. Um, so it's called a wolf moon because obviously when it's cold, you can he- sound travels mm-hmm. and you can hear wolves howling a lot. Okay. Um, and so it's called the wolf moon because that's when the wolves are most present. Maybe not necessarily the most present, but they're vocal and you can hear because there's nothing to inhibit sound from traveling to you. Um, and that moon is seen as the moon of rejuvenation. So spring okay. is on its way. You're in the thickest part. You're like super cold. Um, that's where we're at mm-hmm. in January. February is the ice moon, also called the hunger moon. Um, it's the new beginning of the body and the soul. Um, and so um, you're just, you're, it's very internalized. So you're not, there's not a lot of going outside, venturing far from home. Um, as an indigenous people, you're not going to be, you know, putting yourself in danger by freezing. Um, March is called the storm moon or the worm moon. Um, I've heard that one. Because it's all about thawing. So the worms are more active. You're seeing the worms actually coming out of the ground at this point. Um, that's why it's called that. And then it's about um, renewal or rebirth. Um, so things are starting to be more lively outside. It's probably the time when you walk outside and you're like, oh my gosh, I can hear the birds finally again. Like things are starting to happen um, outside of nature. April is the growing moon or also the pink moon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's spring's coming in, new life's coming about. Uh, May is the hair moon or also called the milk moon. Um, new animals are being born. Um, there's a new life force. Um, this moon was also very... Oh, no, that's the next one. Just kidding. Yeah, so there's new life force in May. It's the hair moon, the milk moon. New life is coming about and entering the world. Uh, go ahead. I do have, like, on the back of that, mm-hmm. the moon rabbit or the moon hare. Yep, that's the hair moon. Is a mythical figure in far eastern folklore who mm-hmm. lives on the moon. Based on pareidolia interpretations, like what you can see, like, it's like Fascinating. making something out of a cloud. People yeah. do it with the moon. Yeah. Um, so this one, the folklore originated in China okay. and then spread to Asian cultures. In Aztec culture, there is also the tale of the rabbit being in the moon. Um, in East Asian folklore, the rabbit is seen as pounding with a mortal mortar and pestle. Mm-hmm. Um, but the contents of the mortar differ among Chinese, Japanese, and Korean folklore. Chinese folklore, the rabbit is often portrayed as a companion of the moon goddess, Change. Um, oh. Oh. All right, that's oh. Uh, the moon goddess is constantly pounding the elixir of life for her, and some show the making of cakes or rice cakes. But in Japan and Korean versions, the rabbit is pounding the ingredients for moki or some other type of rice cake. We back. We back. Visually, verbally, we're, or audio, we're still here. We've no, we're still here. We've been here. We're very sorry. Mecca will take this weird long break out I will. for you. I will definitely do that. <laughs> um, so the hair moon has nothing to do with May. Like, those cultures are not associated with a month or a type of moon or anything. Right. Okay, that's interesting. Um, June, I have the mead mood, also called the dyad or the dyad mood or the mood of the dyad. Um, so dyad is pear. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also Gemini season, <laughs> um, which is interesting. I like that. I like when things come together and you're like, that makes sense now. Yeah. Um, so it's it's them, it's them thinking of two into one. So it's really, June was very sacred um, for the marriage of God and goddesses um, to come together, unions of God and goddesses. Um, I'm going to, I'm just taking an assumption leap that maybe people of Native American or indigenous people celebrated marriages between themselves possibly in that time too if it was meant for or maybe it was sacred just for God or goddesses I'm not sure um, but that was the time for that so 
a June wedding would be. And that kind of goes along with uh, midsummer traditions mm-hmm. in those months. Yeah. Um, July would be the hay moon or the wart moon. Um, wart meaning herbs. Um, so during this time, um, herbs were gathered and dried in the summer heat, um, basically in prep for winter. August is the corn moon or the dispute moon, which is um, the corn moon. Um, during this time, you know, bellies are full. People are very content. There's less arguing, less concerns. Um, it's just a very easy moon, like it's actually time to harvest the corn during yeah. that time, too? Uh, no, September's a harvest moon. Oh, okay. Yep. So it's just very, like, content. The corn's growing. Everyone's belly... The food is plentiful. Knee-high by the 4th of July. Yep. Everyone is... Bellies are full. Everyone's content. There's less arguing, less concerns, less... Pretty much anything. It's just kind of, like, being. So August is a very restful month. Um, Let me go back there. I think I did it wrong. I... <laughs> September... <laughs> September is the harvest moon, also called the vine moon. Mm. Um, it's about um, celebrating or in preparation of hard work, winemaking, um, and also offers insight to the future. October is the blood moon or the shedding moon. Um, it's also hunting slash hunting season. Deers are shedding their antlers um, and they're creating new life. Um, deers are fucking, I don't know how to better describe that. Um, <laughs> they are in rut. Um, November is the snow moon. Also the tree moon or trading moon. Um, it's, uh, it's called that because of last minute trading before winter. Um, so they're trying to get everything done before it gets too cold out. Um, and it's somewhat controversial just because of the calendar, um, the Celtic calendar, um, versus the lunar tree calendar. Um, so is there, you know, one, are they only celebrating the oak tree because it is the most sacred or does each month mean a different tree or does each tree represent? So it's, it's kind of controversial because people disagree on what means what, but in the sense of the Native American indigenous people's moons that I'm talking about, it doesn't matter. I also kind of feel like that I can make symbolism out of just about anything. Correct. Like any regular occurrence in my life. I'm like, oh, that means this. Well, they do They do way. have a tree of the month, but there's some disbelief that there was one tree and it symbolized all the months in different phases, mm-hmm. or if different trees represent different months. So it just kind That's of... Yeah, it's really weird. Uh, people arguing over things other people don't care about. Um, December um, is the cold moon, also called the oak moon. Um, the oak tree is sacred. Um, it's solid enough to survive winter, so it's really about that tree. And then shedding... Um, it's also about straddling the new and the old years and also straddling lightness and darkness. Okay. Yeah. So those are the months, the different moons, sorry, of the months based on Native American or Indigenous people's calendar or beliefs. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, anything else? Calendar related? Our producers are getting mad. Duke likes the moon. Ah. He needed you to know about it. Perfect. Thank you. Talk about how the moon affects us, like actuals, like not that everything's not actual, but scientifically, like things we just know that are kind of like science common sense. Mm-hmm. Um, unique lunar. Go I ahead. also don't care what anybody says. Ask all of your nurse friends what it's like on the full moon. It's not fun. Everyone can say that that doesn't affect anything. I know our ER is usually full up on a full moon, so just talk to your nurse friends. They mm-hmm. know. I have unique lunar events mm-hmm. just just listed. So the super moon, um, mini moon, blue moon, a black moon, a blood or red moon, and then the ring of a ring of fire or the eclipse. Um, uh, super moon. Uh, oh, the so just some sp- specific events. The super moon of 2016 was the closest it's been since 1948, um, and it will not come that close until. Not very far from now, to be honest. Um, November 25th, 2034. Oh. Uh, and the closest um, the closest supermoon of the 21st century will be 12-6-2052. Okay. So that will be the closest. But the closest before that will be in 2034. Um, there will be a supermoon and lunar eclipse in 2033. Um, and then 2034 is weird because... There are some things about, like, having a full moon or a new moon on Christmas 
Um, there is a full moon on Christmas in 2034. Um, and also there's a super moon in 2034, which I thought was very interesting. And I'm like, this is a weird year. And then a super moon in lunar eclipse in 2033. The end is nigh. I know. I was like, okay. And actually, there should be coming up soon um, a total solar eclipse. And we will be in the path of the total eclipse. The solar eclipse? Yeah. Okay. I know that has nothing. That's okay. The lunar eclipse is 2033. That's interesting. A supermoon plus a lunar eclipse, which is fascinating. That There's is probably, fascinating. there might be a lunar eclipse sooner than 2033, obviously, but, um, so those are just weird, unique events mm-hmm. of the moon coming up or that have happened. Um, I have another little folklore type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is about Pad Twardowski. Okay. Uh, he is Polish folklore and literature. He is a sorcerer who made a deal with the devil. Pan Twardowski sold his soul in exchange for special powers, such as summoning up the spirit of Polish king Sigismund Augustus. Okay. His deceased wife, not him. His deceased wife. Okay. But he eventually met a tragic fate. The tale of Pan Twardowski exists in various diverging versions and forms the basis for many works of fiction, uh, including one by Adam... Mikowicz, Mikowicz, <laughs> all these Polish names. Sure, yeah. Um, although the folklore is commonly assumed to have been heavily inspired by a similar German story of Faust, uh, as there are many parallels in both stories, it is not. Um, according to an old legend, Twardarski was a nobleman who lived in Krakow in the 16th century. He sold his soul to the devil in exchange for great knowledge and magical powers. However, he wanted to outwit the devil by including a special clause in the contract stating that the devil could only take Tordowski's soul to hell during a visit to Rome, a place the sorcerer never visited and never intended to visit. Other variants of the story have Tordowski being sold to the devil as a child by his father. With the devil's aid, uh, Tordowski quickly rose to wealth and fame, eventually becoming a courtier of King Sigmund Augustus, who sought consolation in magic and astrology astrology after the death of his beloved wife, Barbara. He was said uh, to have summoned the ghost of the late queen to comfort the grieving king using a magic mirror. The sorcerer also wrote two books, both indicated... um, He dedicated both uh, to him by the devil... Okay. So, like, the devil made him write these books. Got you. Um, They are a book on magic and an encyclopedia. After years of evading his faith, Twardarski was eventually tricked by the devil and caught not in the city, but in an inn called Rizm, Rome in Polish. Uh, While being spirited away... (laughs) Twardarski started to pray to the Virgin Mary, who made the devil drop his victim midway to hell. Twardarski fell on the moon, where he still lives to this day. His only companion is his sidekick, whom he once turned into a spider, and from time to time, Twardarski lets his spider descend to earth on a thread and bring him news from the world below. Wow, I like the spider. Yeah. That's cool. So that's a Polish folklore on the moon. Huh. You can me learn about my family. <laughs> <laughs> I was excited. Thanks, too. Mecca. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. Huh. Um, I have some randomness left. Um, so using the moon, the moon's energy. So mm-hmm. obviously use the moon's energy to your advantage. So just pay attention to the phases. So a waxing moon, basically you're going to have more energy. Um, so... Or not, uh, yeah, so waxing, you're going to have more energy, so, like, use that, you know, and, like, take advantage of that. Um, or not not having more energy during a waning moon, so, like, you know, being conscious, not beating yourself up when you're a little more tired. Um, also, um, during waning moons, it is a good time to do, like, banishing, protection, binding. Um, you're tired, your energy's ritual. down. That yeah. makes sense. Um, yeah, so during a waning moon, like, you're also, that could come out as not being... As being uninterested, sorry. Mm-hmm. So, like, don't try to focus on something super hard during a waning mood because it's not that you're not interested, maybe, but you're not, you're gonna just 
you're gonna have low energy all well, around. Well, I mean, I also know in the case of like us, mm-hmm. if it's getting to the end of the thing, mm-hmm. we're already thinking about the next three things in yes. line. So yep. like that's another thing your energy is depleted because you're yeah. like thinking forward mm-hmm. also. Um, you can also use your phases, moon phases more powerfully um, if you use them in a line with the days of the week. Um, it's a very powerful combination. So um, I wrote synchronicity because that made sense to me. Um, so using, you know, days of the week, what, you know, the days of the week actually means something. Yes. Um, on Sundays, this. On Wednesdays, this. Let me look at my book because I'll be able to give you a way better um, example of what this means. And I knew I was going to look at my book and still didn't have it ready. It's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah, so you are not you don't have to wait until like a full moon. You don't have to wait until a new moon, a.k.a. when there's no moon outside that you can see. Um, just use it for what it is or what, you know, what phase it's in. Days of the week mean things. Sunday means a thing different than what Wednesday means to you. So where your moon phases line up with the day of the week is going to be beneficial. So use it accordingly. Um... A full moon is also a great time for celebration, so many people will do this on purpose. Some cultures have this already written in that, like, um, I mean, like, you know, I mean, Wiccan celebrations or or pagan celebrations, sorry, are definitely in a line with the moon. So, Mm -hmm. like, it's on purpose. You can also use these. Some people will wait to celebrate something um, until it's a full moon, which I think is really awesome. Um, And then I have a tiny thing on Mercury and retrograde. (laughs) Just so people, like, have an understanding of Mercury in retrograde, because they're like, it's always in retrograde. Some facts. Mercury in retrograde happens three times a year. It also happens for three weeks at a time. Okay. Um, it will appear... Mercury is called... In retrograde, it's called that because it appears to be moving backward in the night sky and how it's kind of, like, slowing down and we're not slowing down. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mercury controls communication and travel. So just keep that in mind that... If you're having a hard time doing something, that's that's what Mercury is in charge of. So it's going to slow down communication. It's also going to like... We were definitely having a hard time through retrograde this last night. thousand percent. Um, it's beneficial to revisit an old issue during Mercury in retrograde um, and make peace with someone from the past. Does not mean reuniting for something. Like you're not fixing a relationship. You're not reconnecting with an old friend to become their friend again. You're kind of just like bearing the hatchet getting closure it's a good time to like slow down and accepting yep you're achieving closure that's it you're not revisiting something to fix it you're just kind of reflecting to move on Mm -hmm. not reflecting to fix so keep that in mind it's good for old issues or old people from the past it's not good for you're not mending anything you're just getting closure don't reach out to your exes during this time and expect things to go well that's not what we mean (laughs) please don't do that um Especially in retrograde. If you ever think to yourself, I should talk to my ex. But don't ever do it. Don't ever do it, first of all. But especially in retrograde, do not do it. <laughs> just, let's just not do That's that. That's a bad idea. Um, and then with moon energies, the other things for the moon, you can um, tie them into your daily routine. So people use them for cleansing rituals that they just do daily or weekly in their house. Uh, meditation. And then deeds. So if you're wanting to do good things, people will do certain deeds on different faces of the moon, which I think is really cool. That is literally all I have written down for the moon. So I have one last thing. Okay. Um, it is something that I got off of the Oxford University Press. Okay. Um, so this paper, I can we can post a link to it. I'm not going to read you the whole thing. It's several pages. Um, but it is called The Triumph of the Moon, A History of Modern Pagan Witchcraft. Um, abstractly, this book is... Uh, it studies the only religion England has ever given the world, that of modern pagan witchcraft, which is now spread from English shores across four continents. Um, the book examines the nature of that religion and its development and offers a micro-history of attitudes to paganism, witchcraft, and magic in the British society since 1800. Um, village, cunning folk, and Victorian ritual ritual magic, uh, or magicians, uh, classicists, and archaeologists, leaders of woodcraft and scouting movements, Freemasons, um, and members of other rural secret societies all appear in the pages of this book. Um, it also includes some of the leading figures of uh, English literature 
from Romantic Poets W.B. Yeats to D.H. Lawrence and Robert Graves, as well as the main personalities who have represented pagan witchcraft to the world since 1950. Okay. Um, so it's a really interesting read. There's a lot of information in it and how it comes back to the moon and everything. But if you get it on Oxford Press, you can download it all. Mm-hmm. You don't have to buy the book or anything, and it goes by its like table of contents. Oh, so, so it's, it's a like, book. It's a whole fi- book. Yeah. Okay. It's not like a paper or like an article. No. Okay. Cool. Finding a language, finding a goddess, finding a god, finding a structure, finding a high magic, low magic, folklore, witchcraft, yada yada. I need to write a note, or I'm gonna forget it. So. Published by Oxford University Press um, in 2011, and it is by Ronald Hutton, H-U-T-T-O-N. Awesome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll put that on there. Anything else on the moon? Anything you want to talk about? Those were my moon facts. All right. Yeah. I did. Um, I sat out by the moon this last full moon. It was great. I made a giant fire. I wish I could have been there. The fire looked delightful. It was amazing. I kept feeding it. It was great. I was going to talk about one other random moon thing, yeah. but I think I want to wait and do that for our Halloween episode. Oh, okay. So okay. We, I think we decided earlier we're going to do a special Halloween episode, mm-hmm. so I'll include werewolves in that. That sounds awesome. Um, our next episode's on crystals. Yeah. So we're excited about that, so we're going to cover crystals next. We'll see uh, next Salty Witch Wednesday will be crystals. Hell yeah. All right. You done? Hide your children, hide your wives. It's Salty Witch Wednesday. Ha, ha, ha.